last year, two parishioners in the parish where I was serving lost their adult daughter, Megan, to cancer. I journeyed with Megan, Deb, and Kevin during the time Megan's cancer resurfaced, during her hospitalization, her decline as the cancer grew, and as she passed away. Deb, Megan's mother, texted me regularly during this time, giving me updates about treatment plans, about scheduling visits, about how Megan was doing, and about how Deb herself was holding up during this distressing time. One day, Deb texted me, update for today, Megan and I have made plans to give her a bath. It's going to be the real deal. I'm going to wash her down from head to toe and make it like a spa experience for her. We are so excited. Both women wanted to make this happen. Megan was extremely ill, full of chemo and radiation treatments, and had been lying in a hospital bed for weeks. And Deb, well, Deb was her mother and wanted nothing more than to provide nurturing love and care to her beloved daughter who was suffering. Finally, a day arrived when Megan felt well enough to have a bath. Deb texted me that night. I got to give Megan her bath. It was great. We laughed at the silliness of it, and she was so happy to be clean, finally. She feels like a new woman. I cherished this so much. And as I walked with this family during Megan's illness, I was honored to witness the deep love this mother and daughter had for one another. I witnessed it in Deb's nurturing and unyielding care she provided to Megan in her last days and in Megan's willingness to receive that love to be vulnerable and exposed and have her mother wash her dying and precious body from head to foot. Megan passed away just five days after her bath, surrounded by her loving family and friends. And when I look back on this time that I visited with Megan and her family in the final days of her life, The story of Megan's bath touches me deeply. Their story is one that reminds me, of course, to love and cherish every moment we have with our lives and with our loved ones. But it also reminds me of the beauty and depth love can have when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, naked, exposed, and cared for as Megan allowed herself to be in her final days as she let her mother bathe her body and care for her. Tonight, we hear the story of Jesus with his disciples at the Last Supper, and we hear Jesus say these words, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. Love one another, Jesus says. Here, let me show you what I mean. And Jesus gets down on the floor, ties a towel to his waist, places the tattered feet 
of his beloved disciples into a bowl and proceeds to gently wash them with the care of a nurturing mother. He knows Judas will betray him to death. He knows Peter will deny him three times, and still he washes their feet. Jesus is showing them in one final act what the love of God looks like and what they are called to do as followers of Jesus and messengers of God's love. Tomorrow, Jesus will be crucified, and his disciples will have deserted him. And when they look back on what Jesus did in his final hours, they will remember his words at the last meal they shared together. And they will remember what it felt like to watch him get down on his knees, to hold their feet in his hands, and wash them. I give you a new commandment he says, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. When Jesus approaches Peter in order to wash his feet, Peter cannot receive it at first. My feet? No way, Jesus. What are you doing? Get off the floor. Peter is scandalized that his beloved teacher would stoop so low as to wash someone else's feet feet. But I can also imagine that Peter doesn't want someone to touch his feet. To have his feet touched, washed, and nurtured in this way, well, it's embarrassing and it's awkward. His feet are gross and dirty. He'll wash them himself. After all, he's a grown man. He's not a child anymore. Peter cringes at the thought of exposing himself in this way. And who can blame him? Sweet and honest Peter, again, depicts for us the feelings that are triggered when Jesus comes to us. We know why he acted scandalized when Jesus knelt down to wash his feet. This is how we feel too, isn't it? We cringe at the thought of exposing ourselves at being vulnerable, at being cared for in such an intimate way. I give you a new commandment, Jesus says, that you love one another. Peter does finally come around when Jesus explains that in order to be a part of him, to be a disciple, Peter must be able to receive love in this way. He gets it, finally. He understands that he must allow himself to be vulnerable and exposed in the same way a small child so willingly accepts our love and care at bath time. And once he realizes what Jesus is trying to demonstrate, Peter, God love him, asks for a full bath. Not just my feet, Jesus, but please wash all of me from head to toe. Vulnerable, naked, exposed, like a child, and able to receive love. This is what Jesus asks of us. This is the kind of love God has for us. This is the kind of love we are called to receive and to share with others. I called Deb last week and asked her if I could share this story of Megan's last bath with you tonight.
and she was happy to let me do so. As we talked about the story, Deb said, our time together is precious. I'm so glad Megan let me give her a bath, her last bath before she died. It was a gift. We eat with Jesus tonight for his last meal before his death, and we share in the opportunity to receive the gift of having our feet washed. This is the love God has for us. Despite how broken, diseased, and gross we think we are, despite how sinful, hateful, and full of betrayal we believe we may be, despite our embarrassment and our anxiety about exposing ourselves, despite how undeserving we think we are or how in control we want to be. God just wants to love us and give us a bath, to wash our feet and show us how precious and beautiful we are. God wants to show us how worthy of love we all are. And we don't have to wait till times are desperate to receive this love. We don't have to wait till we are or someone we love is dying. We don't have to wait till we are at the end of our rope to let ourselves love and be loved in this vulnerable and tender way. In Jesus, God has made this gift of tender and vulnerable love possible for us at every moment, for every person, right now if we only allow ourselves to receive it. It's hard to let our guards down, to bring down those walls that separate us from one another. We've worked hard to build those walls. After all, they protect us from pain and suffering. What might this look like then if we live into this kind of love on a daily basis? What would this look like if we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable with the world and with others? What if, when the world presents us with moments that make us cringe, we don't look for the nearest exit, but rather we pause and consider leaning into it with an attitude of curiosity and wonder? Jesus is inviting us tonight to pause let our guards down just for a moment. He is inviting us to consider leaning into those cringeworthy moments, to lean into the vulnerability, to go deeper into love and acceptance of ourselves and of others. Jesus is inviting us to learn about the kind of love we are all capable of. Will you let yourself be exposed in this way? Will you allow yourself to be vulnerable and experience the fullness of the love God has for you? The kind of love Megan allowed herself to receive from her mother before she passed away. The kind of love Deb showed her daughter at the end of her life. The kind of love Jesus shared with his disciples before he suffered and died on the cross. I give you a new commandment. Jesus says, that you love one another just as I have loved you, you also should love 
one another. Come, let your feet be washed. Allow yourself to know and be reminded of God's deep, abiding, and unconditional love. Come receive this gift so you can know it and share it with others. Amen.